Drawing room over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? From photography to Photoshop, technology has a long history of changing the way that artists approach their work. But is AI part of that same lineage or is it something else entirely? In his new exhibition, Gen, Rye David Bradley combines AI-generated fields with a traditional artist's brush to create something truly unique. Rye David Bradley, welcome to you. Hi, Andy. How are you? Very well. You studied internet art and new media video back in the early 2000s. Obviously, AI was uh, almost non-existent uh, then before switching to painting. That seems like a very different era of technology in retrospect. What attracted you at that time in terms of using internet art and new media? Yeah, I, um, I, I lived in London in the late 1990s and then I moved, uh, came back to Melbourne and went to a school in Paran at Swinburne. Um, they were teaching this course in new media and video editing and lots of uh, software-based kind of outcomes. And at that time, it took a long time to produce anything because the computers were quite slow. So I would be waiting for maybe hours on end for a program to render something. And while I was waiting, I went upstairs to the painting studio and the painting teacher, Constant Zikos, said to me, uh, you might as well learn how to stretch a canvas while you're waiting. <laughs> well, it's much quicker. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. all you've got to do is open a paint box. And so uh, you, yeah. you, you've mentioned that the way that uh, sort of cameras were part of a change in painting in the 20th century when that new technology became the way to document reality instead of the paintbrush. Do you see similar sort of trends happening now with what's happening with artificial intelligence? I mean, can you compare those kinds of technological advancements? Absolutely. I think, you know, when painting, I mean, when photography started to really dominate in the early 20th century, it's funny because painting started to move towards abstraction almost at exactly the same time. So it must have been painting trying to respond to this reality was now a camera and painting could do something else. And I guess now we have these ways to create images uh, with AI that make it that we, we won't really truly know what is a real photograph and what is uh, stimulated. Or So I guess we, we have a different relationship to what is the truth and what has been manipulated. And uh, I guess that bleeds over into what we do as artists as well, uh, which might even emphasize more handmade outcomes rather than kind of printed outcomes. Yeah, it's interesting because I come at it from a journalism perspective and I'm terrified mm. of this prospect of the audience not being able to tell what's real and what's not. But from an artistic perspective, it really opens up a lot of different avenues. In this exhibition, you've mentioned automatism, the free association, which was part of surrealism. Mm. How's AI led to that sort of subconscious creation for you? <clears throat> Well, I mean, because it's early stages with AI, sometimes it feels like it, it's not... Um, there's some people who wonder whether one day it might become a sentient life form, but for now it's just a machine that um, does pattern recognition. But it does feel like when you create these images with it that they do look a little bit um, surreal or like they might be a subconscious image. Um, and that was something that artists were trying to grapple with 100 years ago when the mechanical camera uh, came into being. So 
I guess uh, it's something that we've always wrestled with, with our own, uh, with dreams and with, uh, with things we can't quite see in reality. And I guess cinema falls into that as well. Um, so I tried to find a way to paint that um, what was just a set of basic rules, like uh, basic shapes and start somewhere and allow the kind of painting to construct itself in a generative kind of way. Um, which was then situated inside the generation by the AI. So it felt like the machine is generating something, but humans can also generate um, content in, the, in a similar way. So in layman's terms, is your process paintbrush first, AI second, or t- t- take me into yeah. how you combine no. these two worlds? So first uh, I will go to the AI, um, which is called OpenAI, and you go to the website and... You can type in basically anything you can imagine, like a unicorn riding across a donut um, in Paris, and it will make that image for you. Um, I tended to do something more um, uh, surreal and like a, a moody kind of environment. I wanted to create like a, a scene or a stage, and then um, I print that onto linen. And once that's printed out, um, I then get some paint and and try to create an object inside that scene that looks like it might be part of the scene. So the two of them sit harmoniously together. Are you at all worried about the kind of intellectual property implications of AI? We saw uh, singer Grimes this week come out and say, yeah, go go to town using AI uh, sort of replications of my voice as long as you cut me in on half of the royalties, which is probably the most progressive um, artistic attitude towards the advent of AI. Do you feel like the potential is greater than the risk here? It's a really good question. I think whenever there's any technological break in society, I mean, even the Luddites a few hundred years ago were, you know, threatened by the mechanic mechanization of industry. And uh, I guess the, the, the most efficient thing you can do is try to work with it because working against it or trying to stop things um, doesn't seem to really be that progressive as a business model either. So finding ways forward um, is probably what we all need to do and for people who I, I do think that at some point soon there'll be much better attribution for who owns what or the copyright on certain things in a digital way um, which is I think what the blockchain is trying to solve so we're in a nascent time now but eventually I do see a time when royalties and micro payments will be actually rewarded to whoever owns the the license on certain things um, but right now it's more of an honor system so I guess if we, if you're threatened by change, um, it's understandable. But if you can become flexible and move with change, it seems to be the best way forward. Yeah, I think that's a, a good attitude, considering all of the different kinds of jurisdictions, both uh, legal and uh, an artistic tackling mm. with the value or the threat of AI. Uh, It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to seeing your exhibition. Rye David Bradley's exhibition, Jen, is appearing at Sullivan and Strumpf, Melbourne, until the 13th of May, and Rye will be in conversation with Sam Leach at the gallery tomorrow from 6 o'clock. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Andy. You've been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.